We've all imagined them, or maybe even seen them on TV or in a movie. Epic conquests that test your outermost limits and change what you believe is possible. Maybe it's crossing an Ironman finish line or finishing 100 miles through the Rocky Mountains. But with work and family and bills, those often seem out of reach for the average guy. Or maybe they're just reserved for the lucky ones who train for a living or have less on their plates. Well, we're just not willing to accept that. Yes, we have jobs and wives and kids, and we certainly aren't pro athletes. We're just average dudes, rejecting an average life. This is the 3OK Runners Podcast. Welcome back to the 3OK Runners Podcast. This is Jeff, joined by our brother Jared and Chief. And we are going to discuss the leftover Oklahoma City Marathon feelings and looking forward to the Flower Moon and beyond. So we're glad you're joining us and let's kick it off. Yeah, let's. Uh, I know you guys just recently did the marathon, the Oklahoma City Marathon, that re- restarted in April because it was in October because you guys did that right after Leadville. And then so, was the course different from the October race? Same course as October. Same course. How was the outcome this year compared to October? It was much better for me. Much better (laughs) for me, too. Yeah, the last October race uh, was just absolutely terrible for me. I only made it like 10 or 11 miles before uh, we went into like full shutdown mode. (laughs) And I had to limp limp it in for the next 10 miles. I think I ended up running a uh, six-hour marathon or six-hour and five minutes or something. Which is, you know, basically a walk to marathon the entire time. Um, so th- this marathon went much better. Um, what was your final time? I think it was like four thirty-five or four thirty-four or something like oh, that. Oh man! That's yeah, it was like a. I think it was a ten nineteen pace or something. I posted my watch face from it. Um, it was. I actually had a really good run um, until about twenty miles. And then I started to, to struggle a little bit and feel a little bit crampy. And then um, both of my quads cramped up about 22. And so I kind of dealt with that for a couple miles where I, I actually ended up walking quite a bit of those two miles. And then I sort of got it under control. I think I mistimed my... I didn't do, I, I just did all goose for nutrition. Um, okay, that was my next question. I did all, you know, it's so weird because like used to, if we go back before we were doing any ultra stuff, I never like ate anything or never really took in a significant amount of calories. Like almost everything that I did would be all goose. And I really didn't have that that much. Well, now it's like, you know, if I'm running 10 miles, I feel like, well, when, when am I going to eat? You know, when am I going to eat in the middle of that? And so, um, I, and so it's, it's weird because I did just goose. There wasn't really, I mean, I took like a couple pretzels every now and then, but it's really challenging to eat pretzels while you're Pretzels running. is like oh, terrible, right? I know. I don't understand why it's like, oh, you guys, you know, let's do pretzels. They're not, you no. can't swallow them. No, it's like, God, this 26 mile would be so much better if I had a bag of pretzels. Yeah. I never said that. <laughs> no. I mean, if they would get just like original Lay's potato chips, it would be better than the pretzels thing. You know, I mean, they're just so dry in your mouth, you can't choke them down. Um, but anyway, so so I did just goose and I had my salt pills and I had planned, I got, when I started to feel like I needed a little more salt, I 
sort of moved the schedule up on when I was taking them. And so then I had my last like dose, last goo and last salt pills. And I had planned to do them at 22 and I should have done them at 20 because I think I, I knew I needed them, but I was sort of like, well, 22, I'll take them and then I'll be good. I should have taken them at 20. Um, because I was getting a little crampy at that point, and uh, I think I just tried to push it a little too far. So, but I mean, honestly, outside of that, obviously, a pretty easy, easy fix. And I, I knew it was, I knew I was at risk of it. Um, but outside of that, it was a pretty good run. Um, I mean, I, I felt pretty good. I felt great actually through about twenty miles. Um, so I was happy with it. Well, that's it's a good place to be right now because I think well, you're only a couple. 60 days removed from, from Colorado race and you didn't have a good race. And here you are in April having a, a good race building into training to go back to Colorado. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a good place to be. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I felt, I wish it, you know, it's like, geez, those, those two miles sort of change your whole outlook on what it was, you know? And so if, if I would have maintained where I was at when I hit 22 through the rest of the race, I would have been really, you know, over the moon about it, but, uh, it's, but outside of that little snafu, uh, I felt pretty good about it. And yeah. you came out of a bad, you were able to like self-diagnose on during the race, come out of that and still have a good race to finish. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. That, so that reminded me. So now I'm like overly critical of aid station stuff <laughs> that, you know, that's my next question. I was going to ask the question to you guys, the aid station stuff. I, I don't think they ever had anything but goo or pretzels, water, and Gatorade. Um, I never, you know, and I I don't remember it being like that. I I sort of remember there being some of those aid stations where there was more of a um, array of food, but maybe I'm just totally misremembering it. No, there's, you know, there's a lot of unofficial aid stations that have a bunch of other options. I don't think they're technically aid state official aid yeah. stations. Um, you know, the official aid stations to me are just the water and Powerade and goo and yeah. pretzels. And I, I think they had some bananas and oranges at some of the aid yeah, stations. I, I try not to grab all the crazy stuff and just stick to one thing. So I don't even look for other stuff. I think the so. goo is like a marathon staple though. Right. I mean, yeah, but you they know, do the shittiest flavors. They man. typically oh, yeah. don't. So the, the goose, sell, the goose aren't at every aid station. They're only like, you know, once you pass a certain point, then there'll be goo at the aid station, I think. Yeah. So, because I don't remember them at the first few aid stations. And then once you get, you know, you break off and the half goes left and the full goes right, then the goo starts showing up at the aid station. Yeah. Why do you think goo is such a marathon thing? Is it because like marathons usually a lot of people's first time big races and like goo is always a simple nutritional thing to do during training and the race or do you, like, cause it, is, it just seems like, cause it, you don't see that many goos like longer distances. You're kind of getting away from the goo thing, right? Maybe, maybe it's like, maybe marathon is about the max you can do on just goo. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe like once you start going <clears throat> longer than four or five hours, you probably need something more than like a hundred calorie packet every 30 minutes or so. And you get palate fatigue with these goos. Oh man. Golly. And they're so sticky. I mean, I was eating some of those goos on that, uh, that 50 K we did just cause I like literally ran out of food 
And uh, I'm like, God, these things are a mess. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want to throw the trash on the course. You don't want to be a jerk, right? So you're stuffing it in your vest, and then your vest is sticky. Like, this is the worst. No matter how much rolling of that thing, you can't get it empty enough that it doesn't yeah. leak out a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then you have the tab. You like you have to keep track of this little tab you ripped off the top, right? <laughs> how did your How did your race go, Jeff? Uh, my mine went well. I actually, um, I, I every time I saw my family and Jared's family, they said, "Jared's right behind you, less than five five minutes or something." And I kept thinking we we're gonna meet up. Yeah, and we finally did right about mile. 20 um and so it's you know i I felt the weather was amazing i was cloud covered and cool and there was a tailwind to finish which i i'm having a hard time recalling the last time there was a a wind behind you finishing that marathon yeah a north wind and it makes an amazing difference yeah um but no i i felt good i i like to think that um my pacer kale was holding me back last fall because I think we did a 515 last fall and i did a 427 this time 429 those are both good marathons I think though, it, yeah you know i'm gonna get kale to pick up the pace a little bit yeah. um but I, I felt good i did just goose and powerade um and i felt good that's i've almost got that marathon down as far as what works for me and what will last um the last two i've been able to run the whole way and that's always kind of a sign of whether or not I'm, I'm feeling good or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause how many weeks out are we from Leadville? I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough finish to that marathon, man. It's uh it's a hilly last few miles. Surprisingly, once you get down into town again, uh, well, even up Classens, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, I know it's pretty gradual, but it's, it's a uphill still a hill. trek. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, once you once you get off the of class and you're in some of those neighborhoods, um, pretty hilly there too. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It's I, you know, the weather pushed everybody starting at the same time, which I I like the starting line way better. It's better. It's like I that. know yeah. that's what I was really disappointed last uh, last fall because you know they had switched up where some races were Saturday, yeah. some races were Sunday, and people didn't start at the same time. And I think one of the coolest things about any marathon, really, but the Oklahoma City Marathon, too, is the mass start where you're just looking in that line. Yeah, it's way better. Tons of people is great. And and obviously, most people there are doing the half. And so if you take the half marathoners away, you're standing there like it it seems pretty empty if you're just starting with the full marathoners. Um, And so I man, I don't. I wish they would do that. I, I'm sure logistically it makes everything worse, but um, it's experientially is so much better. Yeah, I agree. I remember that first time I ran the marathon. There were so many people in that. You, you know, they had like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Gates, and I, you just were walking forever just to get to the starting line. And yeah. that was what made that race super cool. Cause it's the, the best part loud, of the whole day. For sure. And they had the firefighters with the flags walking in the gear. It was it was a cool it was a pretty cool experience and so last year what, in October when like you were saying with the mitigation and stuff and the social distancing it just felt like a training run you're like man it doesn't really feel like the <laughs> yeah the Memorial Marathon at all so it's cool to see that it was back in full swing again then basically what you're saying it felt like old times 
Yeah, it, it really did. It felt like the old marathon, and um, I like the new course. It's it I, is. I really great. like it. Yeah, I think it's great. It's it's a lot better than the old course. The old course was uh, there were there were two parts that were terrible. They would run you out to the lake and do this like little mini sorry loop. Uh, remember, um, you had to go over that bridge and yeah. stuff. Um, so, Beth and I got a giant fight right at that bridge. <laughs> that, that, that part was just an awful part of the race. And then also, after you got off of class and coming home, you would then kind of do a little weird, you know, windy part inside of a neighborhood. And it was it was obvious that they're just trying to get some extra distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're doing all these turns. It wasn't like, hey, we want to run you through these cool places it was, we need a little extra distance here at the end. And so the, I, I thought the ending of it was not great either, but they've, they've solved both of those problems with the new course. Oh, man, it's There's a new neighborhood that you run through now. It's called Lakehurst. Um, the neighborhood is not new, but the marathon going through it is new. And that neighborhood is awesome. Yeah. And like the people are out having these block parties and, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite part of the race, maybe. It, it is a great part, actually. It's uh, I think it's a great part because it's a new part of the course. And those neighborhoods, everybody is out. And they're having like many little parties all next to each other that turn up into one giant party as you're running through. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful. They've got like the inflatables out, food yeah. trucks, <laughs> yeah. making drinks. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, it place is fun. And also, it's later in the day, right? So I think it's, you know... They're, they're a little turned up at this point. Exactly, <laughs> right? I mean, those poor people where you're running through at mile six and seven, which is in a great part of the race and is well-supported, it's also like, you know, 7 a.m. And so, I mean... Even when you're dedicated, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get like the Gorilla Hill people. They're kind of early in the race, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if that part were like two hours later? <laughs> uh, it'd be fun. That would be the only benefit. I've always like dreamed of living on some sort of course route. Yeah, because I want to do that. I want to have the party going and have like beers in the cooler if somebody wanted one. And I remember in the Chattanooga Ironman race, there was that when you went through that. I don't know, that back part on the back hills and stuff. We we're kind of running through a neighborhood. There was like some guys partying and stuff back there. And uh, I'd stop and get a beer from them. And there wasn't much of the party and like it would be at the memorial. But yeah, that that's cool to hear that people are full swing, enjoying the new route, running through neighborhoods. It's always a win-win, especially uh, later in the race. And then what, so I know we talked about like aid stations. I was just wanted to ask the question of like, what is your ideal aid station food? If they were like to call you before the race and be like, "Hey, what do you want at the aid station?" And it's really hard because it changes every race for me. Yeah, my my staple food, if I'm not having a good race or just don't want to eat anything, is always oranges. And there's always oranges at aid stations. I don't know why because it doesn't really provide any substance at all. But it, oranges are always my go-to to eat when. I just don't want to eat anything. M&M, peanut M&Ms are kind of a, yeah, I'll eat some of those. But you hate to dive your hand into it because, like, it's just an open bowl, you know? <laughs> You're like, wow. It's a tough question, Chief. I don't, like, I'm, there's got to be some kind of salty option. Um, Original Lay's and Coca-Cola. That was a good idea, right? It's Original idea. Lay's. I Listen, don't know why we overcomplicate noth- this. There's right, nothing uh, better yeah. than... Plain, just plain, plain Pringles, huh? Plain, um... 
chips yeah. and Coca-Cola. Yeah. I, I have I, turned I, to the pop thing. The pop thing is money. Oh, yeah, Coke, Coke yeah. is money every time. You've got to have it. That was one other thing I thought the marathon needed later. Yes. I think that would help a lot of people. Yeah. Particularly people that are not used to going that long. I, I think, you know, you throw a stand up there where you can get some Coke at like 20. Yeah. I think it would help a lot of marathoners. Well, first time marathoners. It's a change from what they've been pounding for four hours. Yeah. Because everybody loves pop, right? Everybody loves like a Coca-Cola or something. So I mean, like you, no matter you what you drink. So. Yeah. No matter what you drink, drink all day long, you can polish off a cup of Coke. I feel like they may have used to do that out at the lake. They Did they used to have Red Bull? Where? You know... Red Bull. When we when we were talking about Coke, Red Bull jumped in my mind. Maybe we've done a race where Red Bull was there. Maybe Chattanooga, not, so Chattanooga Ironman. Red Bull was everywhere. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I tried yeah. to drink it. I'm like, I just can't yeah. really get my. But same concept as Coke. Same right? concept. I mean, yeah. Yes, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think the marathoners would benefit tremendously from hitting a Coke at like mile eighteen yeah. or twenty when they, when they're starting to feel a little bit like you know depleted. Listen, that lady, when I saw you, a couple extra miles. the the lady that was out in the street that was, they were doing, um, you know, a, a glass of Corona right there. Yeah. I, I had one right there and I, it was perfect time, perfect change. And I, I equated it to, oh, that helped me finish. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the flavor of a beer at that point too. That's good. I do. I do enjoy beer too on the course. It's got to be almost towards the end. Though. Yeah. I don't want to get too early because you're like, man, I don't want to screw this up. Yeah. Like, no, I do it when it starts getting painful because there, there's something yeah. about that that maybe just makes kind of it not so painful. Right. Like yeah. a brain change for you. Yeah. Like when you guys hit uh, Sugarloaf, as you're going back, they have like Jack Daniel shots at the space station aid station. Like it's, it's weird. <laughs> I didn't get behind that one. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> We're still like 20 miles out. I don't think I can do this at this moment. Sorry, man. But so I'm gonna, when I pace you guys this year, I'm gonna bring Tailwind mashed potatoes. Um, I'll just throw it in a random bottle for you guys. There you go. <laughs> Here you go. Drink this. <laughs> that sounds good. They me. have a cola one, but it doesn't taste bad. But I'm, I'm afraid of like I'm gonna get tired of that flavor too. Yeah, I got it. Um, and it's I like it. Yeah, I do like it. I get tired of any of the flavors, the, even the ones I really like. Yeah, the lemon, the what is it like? I think it's lemonade or lemon. Like, kind of tastes like lemon water. That one's not too bad. I think I could go pretty far on that one. I drank the pink bag one for that uh, race, and I know what you're saying though. You do get anything's gonna anything's gonna get tired of anything that that long, man. Yeah, so I would go original Lay's. They every race needs to get rid of pretzels. Get like, <laughs> is that the only salty snack anyone can think of? It's like, oh, pretzels are salty. Pickles. Every, everything is salty. Like, get rid of pretzels. I want to. I want to meet the savage eating pretzels <laughs> at mile twenty. Seriously, I mean, golly, you and but you you can't run and eat them. You no. know what I mean? And so, like, they don't need to hold them in a cup for you to grab one and keep running. You can't run and eat a pretzel. You can't breathe. And so get rid of the pretzels altogether, original Lay's, and then something sweet. So I, peanut M&Ms are fine for me, or even like you like gummy bears or something something like that. That's kind of like candy sweet type, um, and then pickles. So that's I, that would be my options. Pickles, Lay's, original potato chips, and then some kind of sweet, like either M&Ms or gummy bears. 
my, I'm weird. I would like a bowl of like peppermints, like wrapped. I like to eat peppermints. peppermints. Yeah, like it's it, for my for stomach. Your belly, yeah, yeah, for my stomach. Huh. <clears throat> I don't really ever deal with stomach issues, but I always like like to have peppermints hmm. like in my uh, vest because one, they just kind of taste good, and they're just something that keep your mouth moist while you're running. And two, it's like the peppermint is just good for the stomach to help kind of like almost like a ginger candy thing. Yeah. I tried the ginger candy thing. No Couldn't good. get behind it. <laughs> it's It tastes fine, but you know how rare it is to find ginger candies? Like if you yeah. want more. <laughs> you definitely got to bring your own. <laughs> yeah, that's a bring to the race item. Yeah. And uh, same thing with peppermints. But Beth had that for me, but she had already put them out of the wrapper and did like a little Ziploc bag Jeez. for me. Yeah, man. She took care of me. That's like pretty good treatment there. I know. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be my go-to. My, my always looking for from some weird, weird reasons oranges, but my go-to would be peppermints and like Dr Pepper or Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. I usually am pretty appreciative too when they have like the sandwich squares or something when they have you know like just a peanut butter jelly square cut already. I, I never tried that. Is that a good? Is it good? Yeah, I, I it's like it's easy. You hit it. Or the cheese quesadillas. I'm really appreciative of that. Like later on, like if somebody has like a cheese quesadilla that's I think warm. Coyote Run's the only one I've ever been at where they were where yeah. they were making like hot food for you. Yeah. Now we're more into the ultra scene and the, the food menu gets much more involved there. Yeah. Right. Well, that last aid station at the uh, 50K we did had pancakes and they, they were doing some good stuff. They had Coke. That's they had and Coke. beer. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think, uh, I think Coke is the secret weapon that Oklahoma city needs to figure out. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got, you, you got, you guys have flower moon. I did look up how far out we are. We're 106 days out from Leadville. Just kind of like a countdown timer. Like oh yeah. Know. Cool. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. 60 days out. It feels, feels like plenty of time. One zero six. That sounds like a lot of time too. We're going to put in 50 miles this coming week. Feels like plenty of time. Seems like it. Seems. Yeah. Felt like we've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then mine's October one. <laughs> October one is my, my race. So October one. That's a good time. Yeah. In Arkansas, should be good. We'll That'd see. Be fun. I don't know. I'm looking for. Oh, Blake hit me up. He's gonna do the hundred with me. He is. Nice. Yeah. Really yeah. nice. That's awesome. Uh, pretty excited. That's yeah, awesome. I think it's gonna be great. Especially because he lives real near there, so you know, get a run or two out there. But um, that's awesome. So you guys are talking your 50 miler, Flower Moon. We've kind of covered that Outlaw race series. I know, Jeff, you're dealing with a little bit of plantar fasciitis, right? Yeah, I got a, a left foot that's been bugging me for, honestly, a couple of months. And, uh, you know, we put McMurtry 50K on it and then the marathon on it. And I've been kind of nursing it uh, with some exercises and, and basically taking my running down to just kind of short runs. Nothing long and uh, biking on the Peloton. And so I, I feel like my... Just based off of the marathon, uh, my fitness seems to be pretty good now. If I can get my body to hold up, I'd be curious to see what we change for the fifty miler, because I'm I'm probably going to have to drop my pace a little bit. New shoes, so I can 
Well, so I did new shoes for the marathon. <laughs> okay. What did, we, what did we do for the shoes? I did the Ultra uh, Paradigms. And was those those ones that you're talking with the guy on the course with? Yeah. <laughs> those are the ones? They were money. Uh, and so I, I'm debating those shoes. They've got a little tread on them, but they're, they're road shoes. Uh-huh. But I think they will work for Leadville. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm debating how much... Tra- Leadville is not... A, as a super need a bunch of traction course, and so not I, unless it rains. If it, if it rains though, I bet it well, gets freaking nasty. Yeah, I'm sure it does. If it rains, but L- I, I listen to our that. Leadville recordings from last year because remember we had we were debating whether we could just road shoe it. Yeah, and there was a one point where we said, okay, no. this you would not want to be in road shoes yeah. for this section. I don't remember when it was, but. Uh, the you, only the only time would be over over the pass coming up and over the pass twice whatever. Well, think about though when you're coming down into Twin Lakes. Yeah, um, that was pretty rocky. That's yeah. a that's a pretty gnarly area. Um, and that front side of Sugarloaf's kind of rocky and crappy too, right? Yeah. yeah, if you remember that, I think anytime you have to go over the passes or coming, you climbing big time. I think it'd be the only time you would want. Not road shoes, right? Yeah. Other than that, it's pretty smooth course. Yeah. Especially on those fire roads and stuff coming in and out of outward bound stuff and outward bound. All that's pretty smooth. It's not yeah. too bad. I'm oh. excited. I, I should be doing a new pair of shoes by then anyways. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I hope uh, I hope I'm in good enough shape to run 50 miles uh, next weekend. It's a big jump. We had a good April, though, if you think about it. We did the we did the 4 by 4 by 48 Yeah. We did the 50K. Yeah. We did the marathon. Yeah. That, those are a lot of pretty big training runs. Um, it's a lot of mileage. Qu- quite a bit more big runs than like we did last year before 50. Yeah. Um, so. I was going to ask that. What's your guys' goal? I know it's your quote unquote B race, right? What's your goal from the race? Like, what are you trying to do? You want to not have a cramping episode or you want to run the whole thing? You, I just want to be kind of steady, steady progress. Steady, yeah. You know, like try to try to avoid any situations where it's, you know, real rough, um, where you're like problem solving something significant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, take, take care of my body and take care of my nutrition, just sort of steady progress. I don't, I don't have a goal time wise or anything like that. I, I, I'm going to try to go at a, at a real easy, low heart rate pace, um, with the idea that, you know, see how long I can do that. Yeah, I I want to uh, try to get out of that race with not much body wear and tear. Like I don't want to tear up my feet or anything like that. Um, I would really like to see if I can sustain energy throughout that day by eating and drinking properly for an extended amount of time. It's been a while since I've done that or had to do that. Um, even the fifty k, like I I was able to get by on minimal nutrition through that and held up fine. So I, I think this is going to, this is going to have to be very different just because of the time involved. Um, I would love to be able to, you know, get 35, 40 miles into flower moon and feel like I'm, I'm still going good here. I still feel good. I can still keep a pace that's, you know, sustainable. Um, so I would say my goal is probably to manage the day once I get past five, six hours. And then are you, would you 
consider successful because what it's what 14 hours to 50 in Leadville. So if you if you came in in this race, is that right? That's right. Yeah. And so if you came in this race under 14 hours, would that give you a little bit more confidence going into August, into August race? Or has right. that even kind of crossed your mind at all? Yeah, I mean, I, if I get to 50 at all, it would be confidence for me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to be under comfortably under 14 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, there's pretty good chance this course is more runnable than Leadville is. For sure. Um, yeah. So... It w- I, I would I would like to have at least an hour to spare if uh, possible, but I mean I'm kind of like Jeff too. Is I mean if I finish the fifty, uh, I'm going to be pretty happy no matter what. I'm no, I know I'm going to finish the fifty, but you know like if if I don't just completely die, I I would I don't want to go into it thinking I want to be faster than this time that that potentially could set me up for a dramatic failure for the last five or six hours of that day being utterly miserable yeah because i've tried to crush the first 30 miles and that i'm just not going to do that uh, so i'm you know i would much rather finish 50 and go god you know i i might have could have pushed that pace a uh, touch yeah there's and no way you're going to feel like that. No, probably. no. And so it's so the closer I get to that feeling, the better I will have managed the first two loops of that thing. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, I'll be curious to see if I think it's a benefit or a detriment to me to, to loop the same thing four times. I think it'll, I think it's a benefit. I, I think it's I, the only reason that first 50 we did at Coyote, like the only reason I could do that is because we were looping. Yeah. And so it, it gave you a, a time to regroup. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I needed that at the 50 K we did. Like I would have, I would have liked to like taken a second and gotten the nutrition that I actually want. Um, you know, I mean, that's, it gives you that opportunity to, to use what you want to use and what you're going to use for Leadville, Jeff. Yeah. Um, and so I think it, I, I think it'll help you. Um, oh, I hope so. I, I, I dislike loops <laughs> a lot. Um, but those are great reasons uh, that they could be beneficial. Yeah, a race is much more challenging when you're in like kind of an out and back environment, like vice loop environment. Like you're saying, like you have to be a lot more tuned in to your nutrition, your hydration. What am I going to need? Because you can do a lot more on course emergency kind of preparation or, you know, if you need to do something during the course when you're doing a, like a 30 mile loop. You could, yeah, I know I've got socks. I know I've got shoes. I know I've got yeah. Tums, whatever it is. But when you're out there, out there, like you were at like Murtry, like you've, yeah, you've definitely got to be a lot more tuned in. So I, maybe I just prefer the more rugged approach. Maybe. Well, you are rugged, Jeff. But, and then it helps too mentally when you're like, all right, I know where I'm at in the course. Yeah. I know I've got two more miles from this point to get back to my bag or whatever it is. So, but I don't like loops either, really. Loops are tough, man. Loops, tough. I, I have a tendency mentally to go to a place of like, I got two more loops of this mm-hmm. as opposed to, Hey, I got two more loops of this, you know? And I, I, the less things I battle, the better off I am. Yeah. So we'll see. It should be a, should be a fun experience. I've, I've never been in that area to run. Won't be fun, dude. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a road trip. I love road trips. 
And I'm excited about 50 miles. Honestly, last year, I bailed on the 50 miles and did the 50K. And I'm not doing that this year because this year is completely different. And so far, so good. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I'm not excited. Space. 50 miles sucks, man. Are you excited enough to be there? I, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on coming up to see you guys off, man. Maybe hang out for a loop. Nice. Yep. Nice. 50 miles sucks. It does. It, it's like there's nothing fun about it. It's nope. it, fun running stops at mile 14. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last time it was fun. <laughs> you, 50 miles is a big race because that jump from 50K to 50 miles, it's the same number, but a mile and a kilometer is a whole different world, man. It's a different world. You know how I always feel so dumb at mile 31.1. You're like, I got another like 19 miles. Mm. Like basically a marathon, right? You're like, yeah. God, this is really dumb. Right. Man, I... Uh, You're outside of, what do they call that? Half marathon of ultras? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am... Um, much more excited about the 50 miles. I, I hope what I feel like is my mind is adjusting to the distances because we prepared for a hundred miles so much last year. We knocked out, you know, 30 a few times. We did 45. We did 50 at Leadville. And now I'm thinking, okay, we've got a 50 mile. I think that I'm mentally getting in a better spot to put a hundred in my mind. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the challenge. I, I do think it will suck, uh, potentially for hours on end. Um, but I, I'm, I'm ready for a sucky kind of race like that. No matter the terrain, 50 miles sucks. Yeah. No matter. Cause if you have a runnable course, right? Quote unquote runnable course, you're running 50 miles. <laughs> and if you have like a rugged course, you're hiking and running, hiking and running. You're hiking and running on a ru- 50 miles on a rugged course. It sucks. Like either way, there's really no easy 50 miler. I would, I wouldn't think. Unless yeah, it's, it's downhill supposed to, with a tailwind. To get up to the 90s next week too. That ought to, that ought to help. Help with the snakes, right? <laughs> 30, oh boy, let's really throw that out there for Jared. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys, uh, anything else? I I want to throw out there. So you guys are 106 out from your race and I'm 148 days out from the uh, Arkansas Traveler 100. I wanted, I needed to put that out there. Did you say I, 106 or 160 earlier? 106. 106. I thought you said 160. I'm going to start training at 100 days out. That's a good call. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You're going to start look, with a 50 miler? You better look out. <laughs> hot, yeah. hot, the hot 100 <laughs> days of summer. <laughs> kick it off with a 50. <laughs> no way to get the body right. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I am not physically where I want to be at 148 days out. I don't even know if somebody was to ask me, what, is, what does that look like? I mean, I have no idea what, I just don't feel like I'm prepared. I don't feel like I'm where I should be. Maybe it's just because you haven't kind of focused on it yet. Cause I mean, you crushed a 50 K. Um, yeah. Yeah, you did. You know, like ran it really well and ran it hard. And so, um, you're probably a little fitter than you think. And, uh, so now that, now that you kind of have put it in your mind that it's close, Close-ish. Yeah. I bet uh, I bet you come around pretty quick. Yeah. Signing up always helps, too. Because if you once you don't, you don't really sign up, you're like, oh, I'm going to do it. But once you finally sign up and click the button, you're like, okay, now it's a go. So yeah. now I'm like looking at it like, oh, man, where am I at? Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm... So... We'll get you a good training run in in Leadville. Shoot, yeah. I, I, I look forward to Leadville. Leadville's a... What a great training run. 
going into my race. It's like <laughs> at fifteen hundred feet. <laughs> like I would have come out of that thing out feeling great. Jeff and I'll be in Leadville next month. You know, I'm I'm running the Leadville Marathon. He's doing oh, the yeah, camp. That's right. Yeah. He's doing the camp. Yeah, man. Um, so cool. And then Beth and I, uh, the end of July, we're gonna go to the probably Springs area, and we're gonna do some hike some fourteeners. We're gonna do a couple fourteeners out there for like. Because my kids go to my mom's for the week. Yeah. And we're just going to take the little trailer and go camping. And then we want to go do three or four 14ers. So that would be great for me going back to Leadville just within probably 20-something days for your guys' race. Yeah. And helping you guys. So that would be helpful for me, too. Uh, kind of a training run. Getting out there. I like to do some runs, too, while we're up there at Elevation. So that's exciting. I know. It's such a cool area. I see why people flock to Colorado. It's yeah. freaking awesome. Beautiful. And those people are so healthy. They make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys want to, before we wrap it up? Anything else you want to touch on? No, excited for Flower Moon. Shoot, yeah. Um, we'll have to hop back on here and give a rundown after. We might have a completely different take on aid stations. Um, so I'll, I'll be excited. I remember that time for that 50 miler we did last year. We brought that five ga- or two gallons of of uh, tailwind yeah. and the guy it's because it's clear and the guy was like I don't know we're walking up with it and the race director's like oh we have water <laughs> I was like it's tailwind he's like dude that's a lot of tailwind <laughs> my, that's probably why my hands swell up so bad <laughs> we were like uh, how do you how do you know it's our first time <laughs> You guys picked a great race. This is one of the hardest fifty dollars to do. <laughs> Hold her jug of tailwind. Oh uh, well, we'll leave it at that then, and then we'll touch on uh, your guys's race after the flower moon. But um, you can look at find me on Insta on Instagram at Savage Navy Chief, Jeff Boyer seventy five, Iron Man Lawyer, and also the Three OK Runners page. And then uh, we have us Three OK Runners at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you next time.